I'm a very spiritual person. And one thing that was said, right, um, as the pandemic and the quarantine started, they was like, you know, a lot of underdogs are gonna be moving up. Like, this is the shift. You might have mm. never had these opportunities had we not gone through this time. Ladies, I don't know if you're like me, but I like my conversations like I like my drinks. Straight, no chaser. Is that job killing your soul? Well, it's time to leave that cubicle farm and dump that job like a bad ex-boyfriend and leap into entrepreneurship full-time. I am Linda Otterbridge, your host of the No Plan B Entrepreneur Podcast, where I interview fierce lady bosses who have pursued their dreams and did so without a safety net. Welcome to the No Plan B Entrepreneur Podcast. Well, hello, Miss uh, Francesca Fancy Felder. So glad you're here joining us today at the No Plan B Entrepreneur Straight No Chaser podcast show. Welcome. Greetings. Thank you for having me. Well, I am just so glad you're here. I'm trying not to look down. I have some notes on the side, but I'll, I'll try. If you see me just glancing here and there because I'm writing and doing stuff. But anyway. And I really, I just realized I wish I could show my shirt more because I have on your shirt get out of here look at you <laughs> yeah I was like and so I forgot that you know whenever I'm on my computer you can't see it but I, do I love it the, the she has on the no shirt. plan b look the no plan b the entrepreneur see I do so much stuff I don't know the <laughs> entrepreneur blueprint I got what it takes entrepreneur motivation t-shirt yes she is wearing the shirt yeah she's I so love cool. it she's so cool she had the shirt on the show and everything. I said, look at her. She <laughs> Anyway, that's why she's a special guest today. <laughs> so let's get going. Um, again, I know you from the Swagger Magazine. I see you have your branding in the back. I learned about Swagger Magazine like two years ago. Yeah, about two years ago. Because mm -hmm. Jamel? Jamel? Yeah, Jamel. Um, he was posting heavy on um, the social media channel. He's everywhere. So I said, what is this Swagger Magazine stuff? So that's when I started, you know, uh, going back and forth with him and asking, you know, to be a brand ambassador. And I think a couple Hasu members, look at Sister Up members, purchased some ads. So that's how I learned about Swagger. I said, I just want to be a brand ambassador because I know our ladies will buy some ads and I just love what you're doing. And so that's how I learned about Swagger Magazine. And I think last year you guys had something going on for a month where um, you have... Um, um, entrepreneurs come in and do a segment on um, Facebook Live and I right. did disruptions. So I did uh, uh, something on disruptions, disrupt business disruptions last year. So yes, I've been following Swagger and all the stuff you guys do and just love uh, the magazine. You also have a podcast show. I know that much. And you have other stuff that I am not aware of. <laughs> so welcome, welcome. And please give us your full bio because I can't wait to learn about you. Okay. Well, look, you probably don't have enough time for the full bio, but I guess the, the skim of things is um, I am Francesca Felder. I do go by fancy. Um, and I am the award-winning editor-in-chief and publisher of Swagger Magazine, which is an empowerment and lifestyle publication for the Black community. Um, initially, we started out more so as a magazine for Black women. But then we began to also include more content for the black man, especially, um, and it's, it's crazy really when I'm looking at things, because I was like, that was only four years ago when Alton Sterling and Philando Castile were murdered. And then that's when I was like, you know, what else could we do? And all I really had to offer was, you know, just more inspirational and just how to type of stuff for black men. So that's when we, when we began to um, include stuff for man, men as well. So oftentimes I think people still just, instantly think black women and mm -hmm. that's when we begin to also incorporate like even with the banner back here it only has that that fuchsia but we begin to incorporate like that teal color into our brand mm -hmm. and some people probably like oh where is all this going but i'm just saying because i want people to know like men um are welcome and it's just been crazy because even this year 
just as I look at, you know, um, our Instagram following. Now we finally see men there. See? <laughs> like, it has happened. The change has happened. Four years to really yes. be on our page and paying attention to what we're posting and so on. And right. then like, you know, to see them leave their comments or tag other people. I'm like, yes, you know, but I will shout out um, just at just Jeff 13, because that was one man. I don't even know how he found us so many years ago, mm-hmm. but um, he was just like always there, but um, so, Love it. <laughs> so then with the magazine itself, the type of content that we provide is everything basically from lifestyle and health to um, especially mental health, and then of course we include a lot of um, business and and career stuff. Initially, it was more so entrepreneurship. But now we do have a correspondent that's really big, uh, like career readiness. So um, we also have a really big career section because we don't want to leave out those people that nice. you know, are still employed. Right. And then, um, you know, we have parents. So we have some of everything. A lot of times people try to make it be, oh, well, what is it? But I'm like, it's everything. It's black culture, you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, aside from the magazine, we Last year, we launched the Theories and Thoughts podcast, which is co-hosted with Anya T.M. Davis. And um, it's basically like Anya's tag is um, her world in theory, my world in theory. That's her tag. But I've always tagged my stuff, Fancy Thoughts. And really, that was kind of like my way of leaving a digital footprint online, you know, because I have been doing this for almost 10 years now. And it has really been a struggle. That's it? (laughs) Yeah. And so... um, it's actually going to be 10 years next month. So, like, the fact that it's taken me this long to get this far, nobody can ever say, oh, she just got there, you know, because you can check online. If you search Fancy Styles, you're going to just see, like, thousands of posts, you know, just me and how my life has right. just transformed over the years. Because when I started the magazine, initially, um, I was just, like, I was a, I was kind of like a part of a sales consultant team, and all the women on the team, they had other businesses, but they were like, these were the first black women I had ever met. Um, like, I'm not originally from Baton Rouge. I'm originally from Macomb, Mississippi. So there, I hadn't ever met any other black women like that had their own businesses outside of like hairstylists, really, or right. maybe a boutique. And that was even few. So to come here to Baton Rouge and meet these women that seemed so successful, and I wanted that, you know, oh, and wow. I had to here. Um, because I thought I had just got out of community college and I thought I was getting this good marketing job. This was in 2008 now. And the job was like, y'all know the economy had just, you know, we were going through a recession. Right. And I'm trying to drive from Baton Rouge to other cities, you know, as far as, um, Lake Charles. Oh yeah. I know Lake Charles Lafayette. (laughs) (laughs) So, but, and I've started doing that to kind of supplement my, supplement my income. But I was also, I began stripping at the same time because Mm -hmm. I had moved here and I had even moved my kids here. So I was really trying to, you know, just get it stable and in the midst of that, it's just like, things just got so crazy, you know, but the women were steadily, I was still really um, moved by them. And they just tell me these stories, you know, because I used to be like the negative Nancy, you know what I mean? No, like, not you. I, it, it, honestly, I really <laughs> had, had to really grow out of it um, because, you know, I really, I didn't have anything. And it was just like, my life was a mess. And um, I just won, you know, I, and, and, but the thing was, they would tell me these stories about, you know, like everybody has gone through what you've gone through, you know, we weren't always here. And the thing also, I oftentimes have to look at with these women, they were much older than me. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. I was only 23, 25. Oh, you know? young. Yeah, so, right. But, so when they were saying that, though, I still didn't grasp the concept of what they're saying is, you know, a lot of them had already went into careers. A lot of them had went into corporate America. Here I was at a, <laughs> here I was just fresh out of community college, like. Like I haven't you know, even arrived. Get that. It still took me so many years like to get that. But I had always kind of been a leader within whatever organization I was in. Right. So, you know, and I always tried to take things, you know, just like whatever knowledge. I looked at the mm-hmm. systems and how people did things. And initially I wanted to go into PR, but I didn't really um know anyone, you know, I didn't I couldn't really get any clients. And people right. would tell me, and I don't know why, but they'd always be like, But once you go interview, and I'm like, I want to represent them. I don't want to interview them. But but that's what I did. And I don't know, I mean, especially since you're from Beirut, do you remember that song, um, Uh Oh by Dirty? Like, <laughs> it might sound crazy. You're singing it. I know. It'll come to like, me. <laughs> uh oh, but it was like,
like a club song, right? But so I met Dirty in the club, right? Oh, I know. See, my daughter, yeah, my daughter worked at, um, uh, anyway, uh, uh, Shot Girl in the New Orleans. So, I, yeah, I just come visit a lot. <laughs> okay, so then he used to I tell know. me, like, you don't need to be doing this. You yes. know, I mm-hmm. wanted to do club promotions and, pre- and PR. And uh-huh. he was like, you don't need to do this. But so they kind of would put me on to different people to interview. And um, the magazine basically just came about one day. I was literally about to be getting evicted and I was on the phone with one of my team leads and she was like, well, what is it that you want to do? Like, I remember that Zach Street, I was on it, everything. And I was like, well, I think I want to own a magazine. And, you know, oh, she was like, well, goodness. do it then. And, and I just kind of took it from there. So that's why I also say, like, when you say, um, I don't exactly know how you mean no plan B, but I did really, like, no have no plan B. I did start going to Southern. Um, I was actually, I didn't finish there. So I have one of class left, which is crazy long of a story. But my point is, so I did that, but I was also um, working in restaurants, you know, with other little jobs. I left the club after about two and a half years because I always, always knew that I didn't really belong there. Mm-hmm. And it was really conflicting trying to have something for black women because I wanted black women to know like those stories that those other women were telling me. I wanted mm-hmm. them to know that there was something else more out right. there, you know, because I was just so amazed. Other people probably already knew this, but to me, this small town girl, this was like, Oh my God! Like in Macomb, Mississippi, I know Macomb, Mississippi. So yes, <laughs> right. small so, town. <laughs> so that was kind of like, and that's really still been the whole, you know, mission behind the magazine throughout everything, but also just um, allowing me to be able to touch, tap into my creativity, and then also still be able to help other small businesses, you know, throughout the process. So I've been learning a lot as I go, you know, just and I think. Oftentimes, like even just how you said that you ran about us, it is through our VP of marketing, Jamel, but just people kind of get to know us, you know, right. and they see that even oftentimes, like I'm not going to lie, sometimes we don't get the issues out in time, you know, that still has been a struggle, but they also can kind of see like, hey, you know, I still see them doing this or I still see them doing it. Like oh, yeah. we're not the best, but that is the goal. I, I mean, I still see us going much bigger than this. So I'm just thankful for how far we've come though. I'm just amazed. Because again, I'm just learning about Swagger Magazine. But when you said 10, it's just the, the timeline of which all this has happened. Not just the magazine, but the timeline of Fancy. The timeline mm-hmm. of all, all the things where you started. You mentioned Macomb. I know it because I just go through Macomb. I used to drive back and forth home. And I know, you know, coming through there. But it's just, you just gave a full timeline of how you got here and I didn't expect that. I wanted to find out though because I'm thinking how did you just start a magazine? How did you just start a magazine? How do you and before I don't think you were the face. You were the face but I don't recall seeing like who owns a magazine? Who so it's like you're coming out just recently with the podcast. I see you more, but I didn't mm-hmm. see you like two years. I don't know, maybe I just want to look in the right place. No, you probably didn't because really, like I said, it has been an uphill battle. You know, there's yeah. been so many times that I've been homeless just trying to do this. Come so on. like we were still pushing, even though, you know, like, and I made a post just the other day, like I might have been in my car. I might have been standing in the standing state. You know, it. there's no telling where I may have been. I might have been traveling to California, like at one point, and that will, I mean, I left that part out, but in 2014, that was kind of like more so the shifting point because I moved to Atlanta, but I moved to Atlanta just for a moment, packed up all my stuff. Um, again, I had to leave my kids behind, which really did cause a really big rift between us. So like I've been having to repair my relationship with them throughout this time as well, you know, now that I've been back, but it's just, so I was there for two years, but those two years, I will say they, that got us, you know, people be like, that's Black Mecca, don't move here, it's full. Luckily, I got in during that time, kind of before they just wrapped it up, but it Mm -hmm. was still like, and I wasn't prepared for it. That's why Mm -hmm. I'm not still Mm -hmm. there. So I jumped ahead of myself, you know, and it was just much, a much faster pace of life. Like, I I had to even grow to even learn that that's what the case was, you know, Mm But, but at the same time, it was a learning experience, and we did. You know, I do see the benefits of it. Right. So, listeners, <laughs> if you are not, if you jump off of here now, I don't know what to tell you, because <laughs> she has started this show that you do not want to jump off because you want to hear the rest. Because I am now more curious because of all that. I just can't imagine. And you're right. When I say no plan B entrepreneur, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fierceness of just, 
saying, I'm going to do this. This is what I am. I'm sacrificing all else. Yeah. This is going to happen. Um, the sacrifices that you have made and all the growth and everything you just said, that you are a true no plan B entrepreneur. When you said, uh, forget a, a no, I don't have a C, D, E, or F. Uh, nope, I don't have a, I have nothing. I have, this is my only plan. This is what I'm going for and all else be damned. This is going to happen kind of thing. Because the minute you said, you know, I could have been posting for my car. I was homeless. I was here. I could have been, been anywhere. That's when you know I, this is going to happen. So that, it gives me, your transparency is crazy. For one, you share so much just in the first part of this interview. I haven't even got the rest of the question. We could end it right here, but <laughs> not going to do that. Cause I know but you yeah, have that's, so but much. That's the thing because that's what I often would run into, you know, oh but also still always something harder for me, something more that I didn't connect. So I try, I might overshare, but that's just to make Oh no, like, I, that's what I want to hear. And that's what I think listeners want to hear because this is what happens. What happens is we see people like you were talking about those women. We see people at that level. They've arrived. They've gotten at that level. So then we start looking at our life like our oh, life sucks. We're never going to do that because we see them performing at a level that's so crazy. We can't imagine getting there for mm -hmm. one. Um, so we have to take baby steps. We got to just take little bits and pieces at a time and get there, which means time, patience, sacrifice. All that has to happen. Right. You're not going to just jump there when you see them doing it and think, okay, I'm going to start a magazine. I'm going to be just like them 10 years from now because you can't, you, you, you just think it's going to happen in two for some strange reason. So that's why I say true entrepreneurs have to be patient. That's the main thing. Resilient, because you're going to get some knockdowns, some scrapes, some scars, and all that stuff, and you get back up and keep moving. So all that stuff, you have to be. So that's why when um, listeners come on this show, I don't want them to get the impression that women coming on here are going to tell them it's easy. Nope. <laughs> you want both sides. You want to say, well, this is what I had to do. This is what I went through to get here. And you also say, you know, you want to give some advice on you know what you would recommend that they do because like you said you moved to Atlanta you weren't ready for that they, they were just on a level that's just crazy but you you did it though you mm -hmm. did it so you want to be able to share those things with listeners as well because it's not going to be easy when you jump off of that plank you leap into full-time entrepreneurship and say no plan b I'm not going back to the nine to five you better be ready because don't fall get, and then go back to the nine to five. You're going to get some of those, you know, you're yeah. just going to have to. I've, I've done that, you yeah. know. It is okay to do, but you know the ultimate goal is to get back to whatever that main thing is. Right. Main thing is you keep your focus on that part. All the stuff you're talking about is a true transparent story of all that it takes to be a no plan B entrepreneur. And you have some stories to share because again, we, I'm like, I'm the listener. Remember, I still work. I'm just laid off. So I was too afraid to do what you've done. All that stuff you talked about, I am 55 years old. You know that ain't happening right now in my life. I have to have something more like, you know. So all the stuff you talked about starting to get here, that's the stuff. Because people are on here at different points and different levels of their um, journey into full-time entrepreneurship. Right. But they see fancy Swagger Magazine, she's doing a podcast show, she's doing all these things, and I want to be like her, I'm going to start a magazine tomorrow. Oh, are you? Really? Well, let me tell Especially you, you're going to miss some deadlines, you're going to miss this, you're going to get your team together. I mean, it's just so much going to that, I can only imagine. Anything else you want to share? Show ain't over. I'm just saying, we're still on the beginning part. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm good. <laughs> we're, still, we're still learning about you. You sure? You know? <laughs> no, because I always say the magazine is, is a big reflection of me, you know, so because oh. I did really write so much of it, like for years, we just got to the point of like really consistent writers and stuff like that. So yeah. are you serious? Yes. I did Even not. the print issues, you know, because we have the website and then the stuff that's on the website, that's different content than what's in print. So I that's even right. used to write like, yeah. That's right. You wanted to be a PR. You said you wanted to go into PR and marketing. Here you go. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. I didn't know that you were doing all the... Yeah. That's why you didn't see me. 
I know. She said, I'm just coming out now, but I was always behind the scenes making sure all this stuff happened. I understand that now. I was wondering why. I said, who is the face of the magazine? Where is she at? Who is mm-hmm. yeah. busy putting it together and writing and getting... Okay, I understand now. Listeners, stay with us because I can tell you this is going to be an interesting one. Yeah, she answered my first question. That was going to be my first question. What made you take that leap in becoming a no-plan-B entrepreneur? And boy, did you tell us. Oh. <laughs> you, that is, you are serious. I love it. Tell us more about the partnerships because that was going to be my next thing. Business and partnerships because I find that sometimes entrepreneurs who want to do their own thing, full-time entrepreneur, no plan B, whatever you want to call it. They try to be the begin dog, end all, And you just tapped on it. You just touched on a little bit by you having to write and you do all the background stuff because, you know, when you start a business, you are the CEO, CFO, you everything, you know, just to get it off the ground. But you did mention the podcast show, That's New, and a Mm co-host. So tell me more about now that you've, the magazine has been around for a while. What partnerships, collaborations, things like that, that you have going on at this time and how beneficial do you see that okay. being for your business so, at this stage? Okay. Now, the, well, I guess we're starting with, um, with theories and thoughts because it is now a partnership. Initially, Anya was um, the magazine manager. So, but now that she's like doing her own thing, she has her own brand. So it is a partnership. Of course, that is beneficial. Um, We were friends, like she was with the magazine and then we really got to be friends. And that's kind of like, that's really something that's significant to me because as crazy as it sounds like to have a, a, well, what was once a women's magazine, I don't have a lot of women in my life. So we did get to the point where we had a really big disagreement. Mm-hmm. And but at the same time, I feel like it's all just our whole relationship has been so crazy. I'll just go back to this. When at one point she was working with another magazine, even when she was doing a uh, being a brand ambassador for us, and I told her I was gonna steal her from them, and uh, <laughs> it was gonna be like Shug Knight, and she come working. <laughs> and that's basically what she did. So we had like a lot of you know really good moments, and it was always like she was just you know how you look at your strengths and your weaknesses. And all my weaknesses, Anya was right there. So, wow. um, you know, but then at the same time, like we had the disagreement. Of course, I was like, oh, I wanted her to come back. I think even still, she wants to come back. She is still with us more so like as a brand ambassador. But I also realized, you know, she's a boss herself. You know what I mean? So I kind of almost feel like some things occur so that she could be able to go on and be great herself. You right. know what I mean? So, and it was hard, you know, it's still to be hard at times, but... But that is, you know, when you really do care for someone, I do believe in like, you know, letting people grow for one and being themselves. So that's really important to me because I know I want people to be that way with me. Mm-hmm. So that's one partnership. But then um, I'm trying to think outside of that, we do like a lot. We have like a lot of media partners um, at this time. So like with our media partners, basically, even though we are one of the bigger publications within the South, like there's still people that don't know about us, you know? So it's really good to have other outlets and like we kind of combine our audiences. So Mm -hmm. we promote them, you know, and they promote us. Mm -hmm. And then we have um, clients within the magazine. So they also do some of our client interviews. So that also helps us to be able to get our clients more placement, you know, Uh outside of just us. So now it's not just you were in Swagger Magazine, but you were also in this or on that, you know, that show. Right. So um, that's one of our bigger partnerships. And then, of course, even with our, um, but <laughs> also with our uh, media correspondents, and they're kind of like, everyone works remotely. You know, I just got, I just hired a magazine manager that is actually here in Ben Rouge, but everybody else is in other places. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, you know, I do realize that we grow with the more people that we bring along with us. You know, right. the further I reach when we're forming that, that line and linking and connecting. So with the um, media correspondents, they all have their own brains, you know. Everybody has something else that they're doing, but we're just still kind of like assisting each other. I guess it's almost kind of like how people have those um, engagement pots or something. It's kind of similar to that, but we do, of course, offer more benefits because you're we're putting you on our platform right exactly. now. Exactly. Like forty three thousand on Instagram, and then oh, you know, wow. we transfer all of that over to the website. So it's all you know, just tying That's together. That's huge. 
Yeah, and I've just saw, um, I know like one of our correspondents, I've just saw an increase in like her speaking engagements and so on, you know, because she was really always on there. People started thinking, I think maybe that she owned the magazine. I know, you're like, wait a minute. They were always always seeing her, you know, but that's good though, you know, I don't mind that. Like, Uh I'm I'm just not one of those people because I've just, I think life has humbled me enough that you know, anytime I can help somebody, I will. I we really try to follow through on mm-hmm. whatever we say that we're gonna do. Right. So that's kind of like, and that's a big thing in partnerships, you know, because oftentimes I've had so many people come and like just take. You know what I mean? Never try to do anything. To you know that will happen. Right. Mm-hmm. It's so many people that I that I've met in their starting stages. I believe that I interviewed years ago. You know, and now I'm seeing them. And I'm like, you know what? And it just really hit me, like, that's what you did, though. You interviewed them in the starting stages, and a lot of them didn't reach back. But and I used to be really bitter about it. I'm not going to lie. And then I was just like, you know, just don't do the same thing. Because, of course, for a moment, you almost want to be like, well, that's how I'm going to be. No, don't do no, that. No, you don't want to so, do that. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, don't do that. You know what it's like. I always try to do everything. I always just try to – I'm a big believer of treating people how I like to be treated. I so love even it. at times when it might not seem like if that's from a business standpoint uh-huh. – I'm human and I'm just like, but I know what that's like. I'm not, I can't just turn my back on people mm-hmm. or situations like that. That's just not me. Mm-hmm. And I see it. I, I see it in your spirit. Everything is just, and not that I'm a reader because most people are like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you'll see her. No, no, but I know, I know genuine, true people versus people who are, I, I know the difference. And you can just see it, just everything you're saying and, and just, just talking to you before the show uh, came on. You know, I really should start recording before the show comes on. <laughs> I give you the outtakes. <laughs> I just thought yeah, about like that after the, the fact. That's yeah, what behind I heard the scenes. Behind the scenes. Yeah, so I should do that, especially with my Patreon page. So people want to see all the stuff we talked about before we get on. So <laughs> I may have to start doing that. But yes, I can see that. You, you have that help people, empower people because of the way your life, your, the traje- trajectory in which your life you've taken in your life. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine and see that, I mean, I can see that you are that reach your hand back to help someone else, reach a, a give, 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 help, help, help um, um, person that yeah. knows that I'm going to help you so you can do better because again, you've been there. But with that comes that part that you know sometimes yeah everyone's not like you that giving spirit and helpful and they'll just take as long as you keep pulling that hand to help giving that opportunity giving this so that's what you do have to be mindful of but don't change Mm -hmm. you because those those people are going to be out there yeah that's why i don't remember i said i don't have like a i have a really small circle like a lot of people Mm -hmm. might see me online but as far as girl look my my daughter told me last summer you need to get some friends so we can go to a barbecue (laughs) Girl, stop it. <laughs> so that's just how, like, and I told you, like, the team is remote. I get it. So. <laughs> I get oh, yeah. it. I, I'm well aware. I only have two, maybe three. My daughter's my best friend. We go everywhere together. My daughter's 34. My my husband and her husband is like, where are you going? Oh, we already know who you're talking to on the phone. Only one person talking to on the phone. You know, it's like, it's like, I don't that's have anybody I talk to. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have anyone. It's like, I don't know. We just go places together. We go out the house. We just go. Go for coffee, chat, and, you know. Why do you got to talk 18 times a day? Because when stuff come up, we just call each other and tell them. That actually kind of sounds like me and my brother, though, because I realized, <laughs> um, even with he and I, I realized that because we grew up together, you know, we think most alike. So I think that's just like, we just have a really good relationship. I was like, we should do a podcast because even when we're wrong, you know, or even when we're correcting the other person, it's just still there and still the love there and see? just, you know, the genuineness. And mm-hmm. it's just different because I see so many people, like, especially within the black community, whereas we just like cut each other off, you know, mm-hmm. siblings and so on. And I just be like, Yeah. You're going to have differences. You're going to have, you know, everything. You're not going to agree with you. That don't mean we can't work together, partnership, collab, do business with each other. Because, you know, and this is for everyone. If you're in business, if you say the wrong thing on social media, disagree with someone's post or something, you like lost a whole community. How do you lose a whole community because they were connected to that person? It is just so crazy. I'm thinking, how that makes no sense to me. Are we like back in elementary school where I don't like her, therefore you can't like her? What? 
like, and I never liked it. You know, I never like, liked it. It's like, why well, I can't be friends with her just because you don't like her. It's like, doesn't make sense to me. But what we're saying is, it's okay to connect. It's okay to have friends because you do need that. You know, I don't like to say friends because I don't believe in that friend thing. But in the business world, you know, you do have to collect, co- connect, collaborate, and partner. And that's why I asked right. that question. Because I know as business owners, um, when you're trying to be a no plan B entrepreneur, you can't do it. It's not sustainable to do for a very long time. And I I really, I've gone through stages like, and I think again, it it might even go along with, um, you know, just like I've been transparent about my mental health, like, whereas I'm just kind of like paranoid, you know, like to deal with people and I'm already kind of introverted, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I to say I'm kind of socially awkward when I'm outside of my house. Like I'm comfortable right now because right. I'm in my sure. house, but mm-hmm. if you put me somewhere else, I can speak, but it's still, it's just, everything is kind of like energy and moments of breath or, or wow. something, you know, but, um, you're such a natural those, on your podcast shows. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but so as far as, you know, just those, I had to really get over myself and you know like over those fears and like realize like not everybody's gonna treat you the way you like mm-hmm. to be treated or mm-hmm. appreciate you know what you're offering or come through the way they say but that doesn't mean that you have to think that way about everyone you know because right, right. I even still meet people right now um you know they might be inquiring about something and we have to go through so many questions and I'm just like if this was and I don't know his last name but the, the guy for essence or somewhere else you know like would you do that to them but and, and at times I just have to be like, but you know what? At the end of the day, just be polite, mm-hmm. still treat them right. Because then right. they can look back on that situation and say, hey, even though I was very skeptical at first or whatever the case right. may be, you know, but yeah. So but those partnerships are, are very valuable though. And oh, I yes. saw so many other people just, it, even during those times when I was like saying, oh, I don't want to deal with anybody, but I'm looking at everybody else excel and that's why you know what i mean but i'm sitting over here like now nah, i'm doing this by myself i'm good i don't need y'all you, but you do need other people oh yes you yeah so. you can do it by yourself like i said you can't sustain it over a long period of time because right. for one mental health is going to be the first thing go you're going to be so drained tired emotionally just you're just going to be crazy because you're doing it all and mm-hmm. self-care is of the utmost importance for individuals running businesses Right. You got to get your sleep. You got to eat right. You got to take vitamins. You got to do all those things because if your mental capacity is not there, you can't run your ship. You can't steer it anywhere. It's going to be sitting right there because again, you don't have nobody help you get out for one because it's just you. And two, you just have to have your mental, everything just has to flow. So you want to make sure that um, you're taking care of yourself and Mm -hmm. you can't run. I I just think that because I'm at that point now, I'm looking for a team as well because Seven years I've been doing Hook a Sister Up, and it's just been me, one woman show. So at a point, you're like, okay, I'm working full time and trying to run Hook a Sister Up part time. Crazy. I'm still at work. So that's why I always ask that question, you know, about collab teams, partnerships, things like that. And I know at Baton Rouge, um, when I was there, I connected to, um, I think, Kim with the bookstore, Our Knight. Oh, Kim Knight. Yeah. Yep, connected with her. Kim was my first ever customer. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, I love it. T-shirt. I love it. Yep, I went to the uh, book. They had a book event at Southern University when I came there two years ago, I think. And that's where I met her at. And I do the Women Who Write GR book event here. Mm-hmm. So I went there and met with a lot of authors. I still connect with a lot of them, but I met with her a couple of years ago and stay connected because when, because uh, what I'm doing now is because I love to travel. Anywhere I travel, I try to find the community. I try to get connected to a women entrepreneurship, African-American community. I get connected before I go. So I can try looking them up while I'm there. So I, when I was home, I said, okay, what's going on while I'm home visiting? And that's how I learned about that. And I went to that. So I try to make sure anywhere I go, Thailand. You just put me on to something. Because remember, I Thailand, told you same travel, thing. So now I can also incorporate this into, you know, my into my routine. Yes. Same thing. Went to Thailand. We found an African-American. We found that um, Black entrepreneurship group. Went to some event that night. Went to a, sh- a showing while we were there and connected with them. And now I'm connected with a couple people from Thailand. Because anywhere I go, I'm seeking out that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's, that's yes. really smart. Strategic. Like. Oh, so you can <laughs> build your brand in all the places you go that people know about you. Like I said, because I know there's a huge... Um, 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 women entrepreneurship group there in Baton Rouge. I've been just seeing some of the things that people are doing. There. I'm like, what? They blew up here. 
and this was just two years ago. I was there. Um, one hundred. Um, one hundred. Oh, the one hundred black women. Yep. Because I, uh, Dr. Lane, Dr. Sharia Lane. Mm -hmm. Um, I know her because she has flown up here twice to my book event. That's how I know her. I'm she not, I, I don't know her, she's but Zachary. I know the organization. Yep, yep. But she's a part of that group. Um, uh, she lives in Zachary. So I know um, she flew up here a couple years ago to my book event, and then she came last year. So I said, what, you going to fly up here twice for a book event? I said, girl, you must ain't got nothing to do. But anyway, <laughs> a connection. Just a connection. So that's where it is very, um, I think it's very beneficial to have those. Um, but yeah, keep doing what you're doing because you will see just some nuggets, just talking about it, just making yeah. sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let's talk about, I have so many questions here. I'm, I'm skipping over stuff only because we've talked about so much that I may not have to talk about it again. Uh, what is, I'm, I'm, we'll talk about this. What is your lowest point? You talked about some, you know, um, mental health things and issues and, you know, just from your growth and things of that nature. But as a no plan B entrepreneur, you have not been into a nine to five cubicle farm environment. In two, well, going on three years now. Three years. Um, wow. And it was, well, I don't know. So, well, but you're asking what was my lowest point? Yeah, what is your lowest about. point that might have driven you back to a nine to five cubicle farm? <laughs> <laughs> I always like to hear those stories because everybody's smart, you know, you don't want to be a no plan B, but what is that lowest point where you said, I got to get out of here and go back in? Girl, look, because it was really <laughs> low. And it was again, you know what? It was again, 2016, because uh -huh. that was when I, basically in 2016, I left Atlanta, supposed to be moving to California. And the guy I was dating was supposed to be coming. Like he told me to go ahead and go and he'd come. And then he didn't come. Like oh. he broke up with me. He dumped me on the phone like the next day. And we had, I had driven across country with this girl that I didn't even know. We ended up basically like in a grow house and. Uh, oh, girl, a, this a listener, she is serious. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so basically oh like God. I had to work my way back from California to Mississippi. Cause you know, I didn't even have a place to go back to in Atlanta. So um, when I came back to Mississippi, of course, my kids was there and they had been with my mom and she was just kind of like, what you going to do, you know? Yeah. And my mom is like, she's a numbers person. So <laughs> the whole time, it was like, it really, I'm not going to lie. And again, I did just post about this the other day because I didn't know at the time, but I really think I was like struggling with PTSD because the guy was abusive there in that house. And at See? the same time, I have her in my ear now that I'm back home and I'm supposed to be having some type of comfort, but it's just like, mm. okay, so what you going to do? You got to get a job? Because you know you got... And like, I trying to get my out. mental capacity straight. <laughs> like, right, but, but she didn't even, that didn't even cross her mind, you know? And again, I just, I would just sit and just cry to myself all day. Oh. Finally, and then, you know, of course, there was the whole, like I said, the uh, Philando Castile, Alpha Sterling, like that put me in a whole nother oh, yes. mindset because now I'm kind of just like, I don't even know, you know, it was a black man that treated me like this, but do I even still want to bother with this? You know, do I even still want to bother with any of this, really? Mm -hmm. And I ended up, um, I was like, Dad, I really don't want to get another job. But I saw this guy posting um, for a position he was about to open an electrical office here in Baton Rouge. And really, I just kind of like shared the post, like, I'm good. I don't need no job. But in case one of <laughs> in case one of y'all want this job, you know, I don't need no job. I'm good. And, and so I ended up like I got so desperate. I was like, let me just go ahead on and just see. But I even prayed on the way there. I was like, I, I really don't want this job, but if this is your will, then I'll take it. So I'm like, I'm not doing anything extra. I'm not going in here trying to impress him or anything. Just right. if you want me to get this job, then you're going to have to basically give it to me. And that's what he did. And that's, but that's really like how I worked wow. my way back, you know, to even having anything because I was not good. That job, <laughs> that job post I shared was probably for me. I was in denial. <laughs> so I did what I had to do, but I was not good. <laughs> but that was like so. What I ended up—that's basically how I ended up um, at my last job. Wow. But then, and how um, you know, I did get to the point. I was like, okay, God, I'm gonna do this, but I'm gonna do this for a year. And I, that was just in my mind. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't really know how things were gonna go, but it actually just ended up happening that 
I ended up getting like really sick. And I think mm -hmm. it was because I had um, basically been working that job. I had opened up another little kind of like executive assistant business. And then I still had the magazine. So mm -hmm. I was doing all of that, but I was really trying to prepare to move my kids again to Baton Rouge. Wow. So I ended up getting sick and going into the hospital for like a week. And then when oh I came my back, goodness. Um, we had just moved into a new office, but he was like, you know, due to, I guess like his own circumstances with finances and so on that he was going to have to let me go. At one point, the crazy thing though was the day before that I had just been about to have to tell someone else that we're going to have to let them go. <gasps> and then I come in the next day and it's like, well, I'm going to have to let you go. And so I was just like, wow. And oh I had God. just got an apartment. Like, <sighs> like I had moved in straight from the hospital. So it was like, yeah. So that was, um, and so when you said the lowest point, that was like the lowest point for me to go back and get a job. But then I think possibly my really lowest point was right after that. You know, once I lost that job and I was still just thinking, well, I could do this. And I kind of could have done it, but I really didn't know myself. That's mm -hmm. when I really began to learn myself. And Jamil, I'm not going to lie, Jamil was there with me throughout that whole time. You know, oh, wow. all of this is going on and he's still making certain that, you know, we still have some sales going in and we still getting clients and so on. And I really, because I just kind of went into like a really big depression. I ended up losing that apartment, of course. Uh -huh. And like, we stayed at my cousin's for about four months, you know. And then I ended up having to move back to Mississippi. And I had to start back all over again, you know. And now here I am. <laughs> I mean, so that's been about two years since that. But yeah, so it's been an ordeal. Girl, now if listeners, listeners, listeners. If y'all think y'all can't make it through, now y'all hearing this story. This girl, you have been through some stuff. You, we see that pretty Swagger magazine banner and the beautiful, all the colors and all that. That's what I like to hear, the story behind the story. Tell me how your business started. I know I, I can do a logo, but tell me the history of your business, all the sweat, the, the sweat equity, and that's, that's how everything. I am with my interviews, too, because I just, you know, oh. like, because that's what I wish people would have really shared with me. You know, they gave me that topping or whatever. And yeah, I, I want to hear the you real know, really story. But I mean, I guess at the same time, until you actually go through it and experience things firsthand, you know, firsthand always teaches us this. But just some type of forewarning would be nice. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, you're just thinking, oh, we're just supposed to have those little small hiccups, not those big bumps in a row. Because nobody really talk about your life. personal life. Nobody talk about your kids, your husband, your family, your parents. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, the bills can't get paid. Uh, what you going to do for that? What you Nobody talk about that. You know, and that's mm -hmm. why when I said the no plan B entrepreneur, straight no chaser conversations, that's what I mean. I want to hear that part. That's why I said, give me a low point. Uh, give me, I want to know what that was like, you know, because everybody's low point is different. Um, so that's why I asked that question, not just, you know, give me some challenge and know your lowest point. I want to know <laughs> what was that point that was like, forget this. I got to get off this no plan B stuff, this dream. I'm just going to kill this dream and start another day. But yeah. you, you did, you stop, start, stop, start. You picked it back up. You, you fell back. You came back. That's a true, true, true. You, you never let it go. When you said you wanted to have your own magazine, look at look all the stuff you just mentioned for it to get to today for what we see. And But I think um, even so many times I often say, like, I think I was supposed to be a witness to a lot of things. You know, it's supposed, I'm supposed to have gone through those things. Like they mm. did, I'm not going to say they didn't break me in a moment, but they yeah. did completely break me. I think that there is a purpose to all of that. And I don't know if that's just kind of like what I tell myself to keep going, but it does give it more purpose. You know, when you look back on life, you're trying to understand things. It's like, well, that makes more sense. Uh -huh. so. But people need to hear your story. Yeah. People need this story. Anyway, I don't even know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just stuck now because I know when I ask that question, that's what, you know, I just, I just know I'm going to get some, some story, but people need to hear that. That's what people need to hear. And you were, thank you, thank you so much, um, um, Fancy, for being so transparent today. And some people are not willing to do that. They don't want it because they know it's a podcast. It's going to be everywhere. So people are like, mm, I better not say that. No, I better not say this. And then they'll play it back. You'll hear. You're like, did I say all that? You get caught up in the moment. But you yeah. know, you're telling this because you know someone needs to hear it. I know. <laughs> yes. You know someone <laughs> needs to hear that because, hear your story, because people are going through all kinds of things and and they're putting their dreams on hold and they're just 
dropping them off, forgetting about them because they're thinking, I can't do it. I, I just can't do it. I had too much going on in my life. What? You had all that going on in your life and you still came back to that's what you wanted and that's what you made happen. So that's the story that people need to hear that you just got to stick to it. As yeah. my husband said, you got to have a stick to it <laughs> so, Just making up a word. <laughs> but yes, you got that stick to it So thanks for uh, your transparency on that part. Girl, I just love your magazine now because I know the history. I like to know the stories. I tell you, I like the story behind the story. I don't even have to ask you to give advice to it. Well, I'm going to ask you that later. But um, what, well, I think I better ask you this now. What one piece of advice that you would give to a future no plan B entrepreneur and what's next for you. I want to hear where this magazine is going. I think we just kind of said it. You gave lots of nuggets, didn't you? Only no advice. You gave lots, didn't you? (laughs) Like just, you know, you just have to stick to it if you really want it bad enough. Like it's not just going to come. Like there are some exceptions where people have overnight success, but the, the probability of that is very slim, especially in today's, you know, day and age when there are more entrepreneurs out there. So now you're having to compete a little bit more, you know, than I even had to do when I initially started. And I still have to remember, like, you always have to continue to just work at it. You know, it's always like a work in progress. I don't Mm -hmm. think that you get to a certain point and then you stop because that just means that somebody else could come, you know, go past you. And, Mm -hmm. and, well, I don't know. I'm ambitious, I guess you say, you know, for – the person that might have just wanted to just, you know, stop at one point, but now, especially in this time as well, I think you should continue on because now we're in this climate where we're talking about black economics, you know, yes. so you don't want to just be self-employed. You want to now be able to employ others. You know what I mean? Like provide jobs and so on. So that's like kind of where I said, that's why I say you don't stop with it. You just keep going, but yes. you know, have to know that there will be obstacles, you know, but again, you have to decide which is more important. Which, there you uh, go. Like the biggest priority, top priority. There are your nuggets. I hope you wrote them down. Well, you ain't got to write them down. Just go to replay. Download, subscribe. <laughs> just replay. Um, but I will have all these in the show notes because, you know, I'm writing down the highlights. But what she said, if you missed it, <laughs> not going to come overnight. Stick to it. Um, there are com- big competitors all around. That's not going to stop. So you just have to keep at it, grow your business, employ others, not just be self-employed. Goal is to grow, 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 not just be self-employed. Um, and these, I love those because I think people do think it's going to be a overnight. I want to be an overnight success. Why? Because you sit there and watch Instagram all day and see people, uh, the Kardashians or whoever else, they're overnight success. How many times are we go on YouTube and watch all these media mentors and think we're going to blow up like them because we see where they're at because we don't know the backstory. And that's, that's what they say that that's like naturally within us to want, you know, for, to want to go like the, the quickest route yes. or whatever, but there really is no quick route. You heard it here because <laughs> fancy just told you. So don't act like you don't know. She told you there is no quickest route people. I don't care. how. Yeah. But I know this person who, no, you still got to work. You got to work at it because Fancy just told you why you got to work at it because there's competitors out there. Social media is just, just everywhere. People are everywhere on social social media. It is so, it's just overwhelming right now that you have to put it this way. You go on vacation for a week and you think you're going to get off of social media. Oh, I'm enjoying my vacation. I'm going to take my month's vacation. I'll come back when I get back. Who? Swagger, uh, we don't know what, we didn't see them in a month. They got a new magazine out now. We following them now. So if you don't think you have to remain relevant, I'm big on this relevant thing because it is what it is. I went to Thailand. I don't care if I was gone for 10 days. I was showing pictures in Thailand. Oh, I'm here, I'm eating this, I'm doing this. No, uh, I'm not going to disappear for 10, 10 days. And y'all be like, uh, we got to now refollow you. We ain't seen you in 10 days. Fall I've had that happen. Girl, you see, you know what I'm talking about. Fall off the yes. earth if you want to and think you're going to come back and your followers be the found a new boo. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it is a relationship. All It is what it is. It is a relationship. It is out of sight, out of mind. And I talk about this with my relevant thing is when I talk about being relevant in your business, I, re- I uh, liken it to um, dating. Now, you date someone, you go on vacation, you ain't there, they find a new boo. Out of sight, out of mind. 
That's how your business is. You disappear, yep. your audience, your followers, your tribe, whatever you want to call it, you disappear on them, out of sight, out of mind. They don't know who you are. You're like, oh, well, I don't found somebody else to follow now. We don't, we yep. don't have that kind of relationship. You can just disappear on me and come back and think I'm still going to be sitting here waiting. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because we we live in also, I mean, just and just just a friend and I were just having this conversation. Um, we live in a you know, like today again, everybody, even when you said that about social media, for one, I thought you were going to talk about how you know everything is about aesthetics and so on, you know, yes, talk so, about that. Um, that can play a part on our mental health, it also makes us, you know, it kind of breeze comparison there, right. but then there's also the fact that to me, and I oftentimes because I do struggle with the whole like. Swagger might stay running, but my own stuff, you know, like y'all might see me, y'all might not. Sometimes I just get to the point where I'm like, you know what, I don't feel like sharing all my stuff with y'all, but it's so crazy because it's like you have to, you know, like if you aren't, then they aren't going to forget about you. Like I came back not long ago from a social media fast and it was like, dang, where my followers go? You know, so I totally get it, you know, and I was like, dang, I'll just move on. Thank <laughs> like, you, you know, like, I was like, I mean, how can I? How can I work and still, you know, show you that I'm working? I think it's crazy that that's kind of, you know, but that's kind of demanded of us almost in this day and age. Like, I want to see your results, but I also want to see you getting to them. Like, I, which one you want? I know, girl. <laughs> girl. <laughs> just get a camera here and yes, you no, know. you're your own reality show. You just, <laughs> you're your own reality show. It is what it is. Um, and I, I hate to say it is what it is, but you are. Once they're following swagger, they're following you. You fall off, they fall off swagger. So it's just like a hand in hand. So, and, and because you're really out here now, because you've shown your face, you've been behind the scenes for a while. Now yeah. that you've come out here and you've shown your face, they want to see you now. Yeah, and that's, that's true. And people, I've not going to lie, that's one piece of advice that have told me for years mm-hmm. that I did not want to take. It wasn't that I didn't want to take it, but I was also kind of like, I had to grow into being this comfortable. You know, mm-hmm. like, it just, I don't know. I used to be, when I was younger, I actually did not, it wasn't that I couldn't talk, but I just really kind of didn't talk. You know, wow. I would just kind of just sit to myself. And that's just like, I'm more so used to living in my head. So now I have to like articulate stuff to y'all. Like that's kind of hard. So mm-hmm. it is still, and I never like taking pictures, you know, wow. as crazy as it might seem, but, and I hate to be like that, it's but just you know, beautiful. but it is kind of weird. Skin, but, everything but, beautiful. Yeah, but so, so it has been, it's, it's hard. It's hard to stay relevant, you know, and then also to stay relevant and, and not, it not be some type of, other stuff behind it, you know, mm-hmm. some know. other type of agenda, I guess you say. Girl, I keep telling my ladies over and over again, Fridays is our go live day. I hit that. I say, okay, who's going live today? I'm trying to make everybody go live because I'm telling them, <laughs> I say, you people got to see you go live. Um, so every Friday. So I said, okay, let's see. I think one time I said, okay, if they don't see you, they don't know you. you you're in business. They don't know the face of your business. So I use that to get people to at least show people who behind the scenes kind of thing. Cause and I, that kind of, it's, oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, that's also kind of how theories and thoughts kind of came about, you know, to give me more of a voice. Um, so, and also just because I know a lot of people don't read, you know, I used to write a lot, and, oh. <laughs> but people don't read a lot. And we actually, um, just a little sign up because the website used to be way bigger. Like we lost almost 5,000 blogs in 2018 as well, right at the beginning of the year. And we had to start again, you know. Oh my so, goodness! So, um, so a lot of my work is just gone because, you know, I told you I've just kind of been drifting around different computers and so on. But I say all that to say that's why we begin doing theories and thoughts because I wanted to be able to just, you know, like really let people see more of my personality and just really share because I think oftentimes a lot of the interviews I do a lot of interviews now, you know, and a lot of them are actually paid interviews, so it's not just, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, let me see. Mm-hmm. But I, I at times I kind of miss doing like the bigger interviews but then at times just after you do this so many years you start to realize like when even like and now you do you literally you seem genuine you know mm-hmm. but a lot of times you can interview a person and then after we disconnect it's just well yeah, whatever <laughs> next show i don't even know you anymore <laughs> like why are you bothering you liking my this? you know that's how they really be acting and so when you keep on getting it, it kind of gets to the point where it's like, you know what? We're on the same level. Like the one of my, um, I guess you kind of say mentors, one thing uh-huh. she first told me was 
Stop putting people on a pedestal. It took me years. I pondered on that for years, trying to understand what she meant. And then I finally got it. Like, <laughs> it's those tidbits of things like that people said to me that stood out, you know. You don't and, get it in the beginning, you but you see it later, don't you? Yeah, so so now it's just, you know, with all of that being said, I don't really, like, I still do the interviews, but it's just like a difference, you know. I'd be very selective because mm -hmm. I need to know that you actually value me taking the time to write all of this out, you right. know, if it's going to be in that format. Otherwise, it's going to be just an email because, you know, you're not, and that because when I do my interviews, I try to, I like, I love to hang on people's words. Mm -hmm. You know, everything that you say to me, there's a reason why you say it. It's, mm -hmm. it's a, it's, there's some significance. So when right. I'm writing. That's I'm like when you're talking, I'm like, see, you gonna say right? that. So like when I'm writing, <laughs> I'm trying to get all of that, you know, in there. So my yes. can be quite lengthy. And if you're not going to appreciate that, then I'm not going to keep on. Like I said, it could take me days, you know, to write out a, a real interview. So, and then the crazy thing is like, I've even had people be like, <clears throat> Well, why this interview look like this? In this interview, I just gave you 10 pages. This person got three or two, you know, right. because of the Q&A, because, I, you know, they actually paid me. I came to you. I That's thought your story was valuable enough to write it out. And, and theirs is in, you know, like the Q&A is going to be basically a question and an answer, you know, because yep. it was No email. in between. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I'm like, I'm trying to show you and you're asking why. And, and people nowadays, they don't even want you, you know, like you see how we're talking right now. But when, uh -huh. when it's wrote out, they want to be correct English. Everything is just like. You don't talk like that. But see, that's just me. I love the, the rawness of people. See, that's like, me. My husband's before. like, why you be saying y'all? I said, because that's how I talk. <laughs> right. You know you what? Know, like, I said, because that's, that's how I talk. I say finna. <laughs> and like, I feel like when we're doing interviews, that's what, we're, that's what people want. That's what they want to know you. They don't yeah. want, you know, what they could go read on the website. So, mm -hmm. yeah. But that's how some people be. And so that's how you stay relevant. That's why it's good to go live and stay relevant so people know your personality. Um, really? My husband's a writer and an author and all that stuff, and he's all politically correct and stuff. I said, dude, that's not me. Don't write my stuff. My, my <laughs> women are going to know that it's not me because they know I don't talk <laughs> like that. I say, girl. I say, boo. I say, girl, get out of here. I say, I mean, I mean, I talk. I write how I talk. So my posts say that. Uh, hey, what's up? What you doing? Uh, uh, it's just like I write how I talk. All right, and people are buying into you more so than they're actually buying into whatever you're selling, you know? Like, I see people buy stuff all the time, and I'd be like, what? You know, like, do you even need that? There's But the thing is, they like that individual, you know? And that's why it is that that goes back to the whole relevancy thing. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a lot of work. It's, it's all moving, working for. Yes. But, listeners, I'm telling you, don't disappear. Out of sight, out of mind. Just remember that. It works in a relationship, and it works in your business. Yeah, I'm <laughs> telling you, people love you one minute. You think you got loyalty, brand loyalty, whatever you want to call it. They're looking for the next new shiny thing, and social media has it. So you disappear if you want to for too long. You better work that relationship and court those. Look, court your, uh, <laughs> you know the old days of courting. Uh, court those followers, tribes, clients like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's your birthday? Oh, okay. Happy birthday. Uh, it's your, you better do whatever you need to do. <laughs> so that's, that's your, your tip for today. Um, when it comes to advice you'll give because, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Your new business model will be an old business model overnight because you know I'm the disruption queen. That's why I talk about disruption. So you know how quick that happens. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. So let people know what's next for Swagger and where people can find you. Wrap this thing up. Much as I hate you. <laughs> so um, we are actually working on our next issue right now. Um, and the thing is, like, I know it's not going to be ready directly by July 1st, which I really hate because that is our 10th anniversary. But I really wanted someone that was going to be, like, significant for the times. And I'm not going to lie, like, we've, we've had so many different cover ideas. We've out to so many people. And then it's I like, bet. you know, and then also, again, I'm looking to see, does this person appreciate the fact that they're on the cover? Because let me tell you, people don't appreciate that anymore. So, like, it's a given, know, huh? Wow. I, I do know how many covers Wrong with people. the person may have never even shared the cover and never said thank you. Like, really, I've experienced all of that. So that's why I, I know, like, that, that you just that can't hate huge. <laughs> Right. So, um, but we are working on that issue and it is going to be called The New Normal. And um, basically, like, we have our new media correspondents that are coming in. So you all will be seeing more of them. 
we have our new um, magazine manager. Her name is Christina. So um, if anybody reaches out, like she might be who you would reach. Okay. And then, um, let's see what else. So with the issue though, with the release, I know we're also going to be trying to do other stuff, like just in little celebration of the magazine in the 10th year and so on. But it'll all still be virtual. And that's kind of well. And I mentioned that, you know, we do have our office space that we're going to be working on. So really, like, we are almost entering into a new right. and And where I'm trying to, like, it's uh, I'm at a stage where I'm having to train other people a lot more. And that's kind of new to me. But mm-hmm. that's kind of like, so that's why some things are being staggered out. But I do see good things ahead, you know. And I'm just, like, I'm just amazed at just how God can bring, you know, so many things full circle. Like, it, it all yes. seems crazy when you're telling it, but hey, then we got to this point. <laughs> then we get here, so, yeah. I mean, you got a team, a new office staff, new, the new normal. I like that. So everything you've said into 10 years and to look at it now from where, yeah. from whence it began. And we're kind of in the middle of a revolution right now, the way I see it. You know, so, like, just look at how, but... I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm a very spiritual person. And one thing that was said, right, um, as the pandemic and the quarantine started, they was like, you know, a lot of underdogs are going to be moving up. Like, this is the shift. You might have mm. never had these opportunities had we not gone through this time. And I just really, I don't yes. know. I didn't know if that, that is true for me, but I was just like, I got to be <laughs> with that is number. True. So that's what I've been working towards, you know, so. And take advantage of it. You know, the pandemic is a sad, sad, sad thing. It's lost lives and, you know, the whole uh, COVID, everything. You know, people are losing right. lives. And, and, but the, the what, 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 I can't even say it. What entrepreneurs are saying is this has been an opportunity for them to pull back, meaning leave the workforce, lay off. It's been a bad thing for families, kids being out of school, things of that nature. But it's also been a good thing because you now have to pull your own self up by your mm-hmm. bootstrap, as the old saying goes. You're laid off. Now, what are you going to do right. while you're waiting on unemployment? Because if you don't get employment, you've got to figure out how to create something. So it's been that creative movement of now I have to do something. Or it's been those people who already had that dream of doing something, and now they have the time to do it. Right. And the money, because of all the stuff with the money they've been giving for unemployment and the extra money and people who are making I didn't even hit it. Girl. (laughs) Look, I just really, I said, you know, even when I look, and I don't, you know, knock anybody that did, but I'm just like, dang, you know, a lot of people did come up (laughs) throughout this time. I I was not, you know, one of those, but I just pray that, you know, that they do use it wisely. And And that's what I said. Put it in your business. Stocks, whatever. This is your time to come up whatever level you need to come up to get your business started and not just right. go shopping. So that's an opportunity that was given. You hope that people use it the right way to come up. It's an opportunity for them. Those type of things have been the, the parts that you say, the shift, the opportunities to, you know, start that business or do take classes or whatever you needed to do mm-hmm. um, with that extra money. So those are things I find that's coming out of this. So I've been hearing great things from people who have been given that opportunity, you know, to do. I've just been given the opportunity of time and I appreciate it 100%. My time has been given back to me because I don't have to go back to the nine to five. So the layoff has been a beautiful thing for me because I already had 10,000 businesses or things I wanted to do and relaunch my podcast. So the time has been given back to me. And again, being 55, that's more valuable to me than anything right now is time. And that's that's what I need. To me, that is the most valuable thing there is. That's right what I need. Here. Give me time and we're good to go. So, where can people find you? Um, Instagram, websites, and I'll put it in the show notes as well. But yeah, Okay, because I was about to say, I realized I didn't tell you that. But um, they can, well, the website is swagher.net, and it's S-W-A-G-H-E-R.net, not .com. Also, um, we're on Instagram at Swagher Magazine, all one word, and then there is the Facebook, which is Swagger. Um, and then for myself, everything of mine is listed as Fancy Swagger. Um, I think even if you were, well, if you're looking for me on Facebook, it's Fancy the Go-Giver. That you uh-huh. Long story. But anyway, uh, <laughs> and, then, um, and then for Theories and Thoughts, though, um, because we have really been adding a lot of great content to our YouTube. So Theories and Thoughts is also on the YouTube. It's also on the Swagger Facebook page. But then if you like to listen, you can listen to us on Spotify and for some reason, it seems like I can't find us in um, iTunes, but it seems like we're showing there for some hmm. people or 
or something. But you can definitely um, check us out. And Theories and Thoughts airs every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Central Time. We do record live on Facebook if anybody would like to tune in to a broadcast. And then um, the website, I mean, we update it daily and you can look out for the new issue. We'll be, of course, we sell it through the website, but then we also sell it on other mediums as well. And we'll have a digital issue that- Oh my goodness. Issue. Well, you won't have to go far to find it. She's everywhere, as you see. <laughs> Look, I might she need to just say six no different places. Oh my g- girl, please. But the most thing, you know, if you if you follow the the magazine, wow. basically again, like you're gonna be seeing me throughout. So you know. So what she's telling y'all is. She is not out of sight, out of mind. She, look, you will not be skipping around talking about where she's at, and I don't see her, so I'm moving on. Nope. She just listed, she came seven or eight different places she's at, so she's <laughs> easy to find. So if you jump on, find her, follow, share, all the above, but she just told you guys what's coming up, so you don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss the 10th anniversary, you don't want to miss the magazine, you don't miss any of that. So make sure you jump on, follow Swagger Magazine. My God, girl, thank you so much. Hello, thank you. I'm sorry. I know I am kind of long-winded, but my story, all of it is just- Girl, so, long-winded is know. good. <laughs> find somebody chop this up. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate it. Actually, you're like my first interview that I've done um, in a while. I am trying to, so even with you saying this about relevancy, I'm like, okay, guy, you want me to hear this. Make certain I keep going after this because I will slack off, you know. So, yeah, so I'm going to make certain I stay on it. Look, you just inspired me in a way. You put something into me. You're like, hey, Thank you got to out there. Girl, stay on it. Stay relevant. And the other one, when you travel, what's the other one? Uh, travel, you make connections. Right, connect with the people, uh, with the groups ahead of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get on that calendar. What's going on? Go to event, whatever it is. Uh, uh, whatever that little, I would go to events. In- Eventbrite. Yep, Eventbrite, or I'll just go to a chamber of commerce or something. I'll go to their chamber or look for um, Black okay, Chamber. I look Black Chamber, uh, events. I'll look for anything like that to see what's going on for the time frame in which I'm there. Okay, okay. I'm going to start doing that. Because you can always get a flyer, too, just so you know. Just get a flyer and get that plane ticket and all that stuff written off. No, I was there for this event. Yep, I went here and... Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, thanks for being a guest. We'll talk more, and I'll probably catch you after the 10-year uh, anniversary, too. I want to see how that went. Um, but okay. thank you for being a guest of the No Plan B Entrepreneur Straight No Chaser Conversations. And yes, you gave it straight with No Chaser because you were very transparent. Thank you. We will talk to you more. Anything, any last things you have to share? Well, just peace and blessings. That's all I was going to say. I love peace and blessings. <laughs> Always good. Peace and blessings. Thanks for being a guest. We will talk more. And oh, my God. Have a good one. Have a blessed one. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy that sun, uh, sunshine in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Thank you for listening to the No Plan B Entrepreneur Straight No Chaser podcast show. This show was brought to you by Hook a Sister Up a supportive, membership-based platform and sisterhood for women entrepreneurs. Learn more about Hook a Sister Up at www.hasucollaborative.com www.hasucollaborative.com If you love our show and our content and our guests, consider becoming a patron of the show through Patreon. Learn more about Patreon on our podcast website. So subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. Until next time, stay consistent, stay relevant, and stay focused before you take that leap of becoming a no plan B entrepreneur. Enjoy.